Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, it seems that every year for the last 20 or 25 years, as long as I've been doing this show, just like clockwork, there's always some sort of press release or notice or announcement each fall that the number of officials, referees, and umpires are declining in disturbing and drastic numbers. So much so that there's a serious worry about high school games having to either be canceled or postponed due to the lack of officials. After all, if you haven't got refs or officials or umpires, the games can't be played. It's as simple as that. And, of course, who are the victims in all this? The kids, of course. Now, I have to tell you, if you've ever been to a a game uh, and you're there on time and you're wondering where the refs or umpires are because they haven't shown up, you get a tremendous sense of relief when all of a sudden, sure enough, in the parking lot, you see the refs and umpires or officials you know, getting changed, and they're there. They may be a little late because of traffic, who knows what, but what a great sense of relief, at least from a coach's perspective, and I'm sure from a parent's perspective, to see that the, the game will, in fact, be officiated. And I have to tell you, I don't know if you have ever worked a game as a ref or an ump, but trust me, it is a most daunting and challenging task. You have to make instantaneous calls, and, you know, unlike in pro sports, there is no replay. So that for every tough or close call you have to make, you know that half of the fans are not going to be happy with your call. And that's been the simple reality of sports I mean, from the very, very beginning. But somewhere along the way, upset, angry parents, and sometimes coaches, have crossed the line between not being happy with a ref's call to becoming downright abusive and threatening. You want to know why there are fewer refs at umps each year? Because no one wants to be verbally or physically attacked by an angry parent. And why is this happening? Well, in my opinion... It's because the stakes of the games and of our kids have risen to unprecedented levels. All because we desperately want our kids not just to go out and play, but we want them to be stars. So if an umpire calls a third strike on our youngster with the bases loaded, and you as the kid's parent felt the pitch was wide and outside, well, deep down you're thinking that your kid may not make the all-star team, Or if a ref whistles your daughter for yet another foul in a big basketball game, that's not going to help her in her her cause to be recruited by college coaches. 
And if the ump or ref makes more calls that hurt your kid's performance, well, you can almost feel your blood pressure rising in your veins. What's wrong with that dope? I mean, my gosh, he's picking on my kid. And before too long, you as a sports parent, you're giving voice to your disappointment. After all, you feel entitled to yell and scream things at the ref that are, quite frankly, totally inappropriate. And that's where things start to get a little dicey. First of all, no. Let's be very clear about this. You don't have any right or any sense of entitlement to yell and scream at the refs or umps. That's that's a given, but it needs to be enforced. You need to know this. And two, let's be honest. If the number of officials at our kids' games, if, if the numbers continue to decline, well, yes, we really won't have enough of officials and refs umps to go around. Mind you, th- these officials get paid just a few bucks to work our kids' games, and along the way, they have to know the rule book instinctively, backwards and forwards, which, quite frankly, many of you do not. When was the last time you read the rule book for, for uh, let's say, high school baseball or for basketball or for soccer? So if you're up there yelling and screaming at an umpire or a ref, they got the rules enforcement, and you don't know what the rules are yourself, well, you're not only making a fool of yourself, you're also making life very, very difficult for the ref to do his or her job. Some years ago on the show, I had on Barry Mano, who is the head of the National Association of Sports Officials. Barry's been on several times, as a matter of fact. And I never forget, he used to tell me that the refs in this national association, they often take out insurance in case they're being physically attacked by an angry parent. And that does sometimes happen. There's no video out there that, that shows this. So in any event, on today's show, I want to talk about this endangered species of referees, umpires, and officials, and why can't moms and dads understand that they are the main cause of this decline in the numbers? I'll also share some insights as to how many how refs are finding other ways to cut through this kind of ongoing friction. one 337 6666 Let's start our conversation this morning with our friend Ed Ward. Hello, Ed. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? I'm good, Ed. How are you? This is getting to be out of control, with, and it's mainly the parents. I know it is. Don't know know, it is. Who don't know the rules. I'm going to share you a story. Last week, myself and my brother, who's, an, who's a very good umpire, we did a 13U game. 13U. Strike three call, Rick. Now, you're, 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 you're a former coach, and I know you know the rules. Yep. Right. Strike three. Okay. Two outs. The runner runs the first. They, the, the team don't throw the ball. Uh-oh. The runner's safe. My brother called him safe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, the coach starts arguing. Not only that, two parents come out. Come out. And then they're arguing the call. From the stands. We had to call the cops. Uh, uh, 13U baseball. See, here's a guy, myself, going into my 39th year as a high school baseball official. Yep. But not only that, Rick. It's also getting out of control sometimes on a high school level. Not so much the head coach, but the assistant coaches. Oh, the assistant because, coaches. Oh. Well, well, here's the thing, Rick. They don't know the rules. That's the whole problem. They think they know them, and they don't know them. Until they understand the rules, we have no problems. You know, and, you know, and, and, it, and it's getting out of control. It really is. You know, I mean, we, and there's a lot of good umpires in the state of New Jersey. 
we've all been talking about this, how bad it's getting and all that stuff. Yes. But one other thing before before you before I get off, Rick. Yeah. People in New Jersey don't notice. Governor McGreevy, and I don't know the exact year, put into effect that if officials get threatened or whatever at a ball game, whether it's coaches or parents, guess what? We can call the cops and have them arrested for assault, I, whether it's physical or verbal assault. People in New Jersey don't notice, but when you tell them that, they all clam up and they all run to their cars. <laughs> well, you know, and, and thank you, as always, for uh, your call. Have a great day, Rick. You, you too, Ed. And, and Ed makes an excellent point. First of all, yes, we do want to make sure our, our kids – they know the rules, and the coaches, for the most part, certainly know the rules. If the assistants don't know them, well, this is where very simple. Coaches, assistant coaches, you got to read the rule book, and quite frankly, it should probably be tested on the rules so that when you go out there, you know what you're arguing about instead of basically making it difficult for the umps and, and the referees as well. We're talking about the, the, the declining numbers of referees and umps and officials at our kids' games and the reasons for it. And a lot of it, quite frankly, is pointed right at the moms and dads. All right, let me take a break. Uh, Pete McCarthy is here this morning with your update. When I return, I will go right to your calls. Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge, everyone. We're talking this morning about the the care and and basically the maintenance of our refs, officials, and umpires at our kids' games. Uh, And a couple of things I just want to reinforce right from the get-go, as we heard from Ed Ward a few minutes ago. One is, if if you're coaching... If you're an assistant coach, if you're a parent, you owe it to yourself and to your kids to at least know the rules of the sport. I mean, you if you start squawking about a, a rule interpretation or a missed call and you don't know the offside rule in soccer or don't know you know, what the infield fly rule is in baseball or if you don't know what uh, the, the rules are in, in lacrosse or field hockey, you're making a fool of yourself. So please, know the rules and read the rule book. I mean, I, when I was coaching every year, I used to read the rule book every year because every year there are changes, subtle changes. So know the rules. Number two, try a little civility. As I said before, you know, you get a sense of relief when all of a sudden uh, you, you, you're waiting for the game to begin and the refs are a little bit late. You say, oh, my goodness, thank goodness they're here. Now the game will have officials. Well, try to carry over that sense of civility to when they're actually working the game. They know what they're doing. They put more work into this than you have in terms of actually officiating and doing their homework. So, again, give them a break. one 337 6666 Otherwise, if you don't have officials or refs, the games don't take place. As simple as that. And your kid ends up uh, being the victim. Let's go, to, uh, let's go over to Monmouth, New Jersey. Charlie is waiting. Charlie, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Um, this has been going on for a long time, and it's not just the umps and the refs that, that – need to be considered if the coaches and I speak from personal experience because about 25 years ago I volunteered to coach the instructional soccer division and the instructional is the seven and eight year olds that have no they don't care about winning or losing they just want to have fun right and and my goal with the children was as long as nobody got hurt and everybody had a good time that's what mattered. It didn't matter what the score was. And you wouldn't believe it, but at that level of play, there were actually coaches and parents who told the children, if you lose control of the soccer ball, just kick it out of bounds, which is just totally contrary to sport. And what? you know what happened to me as a coach, as a volunteer? Yeah. 
I just great. I just graciously bowed out. I said, no, I'm, I'm not available anymore to volunteer. Sorry about that. I didn't tell them you guys are, are doing this the wrong way and I don't want to have any part of it. I just graciously bowed out. Charlie, when the kids are that young, seven and eight, and especially as you say, they're, they're just out there. It's a social event. They're happy to be playing with their friends. They're happy to have a new shiny uniform to wear. It's a big get-together. The kids don't know the rules. I would argue that cognitively they don't have the ability to understand the strategies of the game. Uh, you know, they just sort of chase the ball around together. They don't know their position. So all of a exactly. sudden, if, if you have parents telling kids, no, 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 deep down inside, it's all about winning, and it's all about, you know, if you lose control of the ball, just kick it out. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a strategy, but that's where the kids are like 16 or 17 or much, much older. Let's, let's first let the kids learn the sport and appreciate the fact that it's a fun activity. They're mastering skills or learning to, hit the, to kick the ball with either foot and seeing the field. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't work, and obviously – uh, and Charlie, thank you for for that thought today. You know, it, it, you got to get the kids first to enjoy the experience, and that the kids know that the officials, especially at the youth level, they usually are just volunteers. They're there to be respected, and and they're the they're the authority that oversees the safety and the fun of the game. Let's move on to uh, to Stan over in Westport, New York. Stan, good morning. You're on the fan. Hi, good morning. Uh, good show, and it's a good topic. I've had three go through uh, youth sports in high school. Last, uh, the the youngest, thankfully, likes gymnastics. <laughs> so okay. there's a lot, you know, probably at the international level, you know, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's issues. But uh, at, at this level, not. But, you know, one of the problems is I think a lot of parents just don't know math because the statistical probability of your kid being a D1 scholarship athlete are, are so low and, and they just have this overinflated view. That's one problem. And then the other thing is, like you said, the coaches, I think it's really important that the team and the leagues uh, and organizations reinforce this. And up here, they continually do that. And it's pretty effective. I mean, it's worked pretty well. Uh, the parents know and the kids know and it's continually reinforced during the season that there is a set of standards and behavior won't be tolerated and that works. And last thing is both of the boys ended up playing rugby, which is a great game because mm-hmm. there's a camaraderie in rugby as a tradition. So, for instance, uh, the host provides a post-game get-together and meal and everything, and I think – you know, even though the games are very competitive up here in high school, uh, and there are some incidents like normal, and it's a contact sport and so forth, but at the end, it's a camaraderie thing. And I know everybody makes this, you know, show of shaking hands at the end of most sports, but I think more of that and, and more interaction after matches would be probably a good thing for all sports. Stan, I agree with you, and thank you for, for uh, the call. In fact, that sort of segues into a, a, a situation that I want to talk about. Um, this coming week uh, in the state of New Jersey, it's going to be official appreci- Officials Appreciation Week. And what that means is it's a terrific idea that the New Jersey State uh, Interscholastic Athletic Association, they are asking that high school captains of the various fall sports to designate one game this coming week to basically take a moment and to salute the refs who are working their game. 
Now, there are several ways that this can be done. You could, you could present the refs with a certificate of appreciation from the local school board or give them, a, in effect, a thank you card, which is signed by the entire home team, or even just introduce the refs over the, the, the PA at the start of the game and let the refs take a bow so that they're being acknowledged for their service uh, to the kids and to the community. Now, I have my own suggestion, and look, this is this coming week, and if you're in New Jersey, or for that matter, any of the states that listen to the show, you know, how about if the parents and the, and, and the fans at the game go out of their way and personally thank the refs or officials when the game is over? Just go up to them if they're in the parking lot or whatever, you know, have a smile on your face and just say, say thank you so much for, for, for working these games uh, because these memories are important to my children and to me. And, and let them know that, that you realize that they are working hard and are professionals and doing the job they're being paid just a few bucks to do, but give them a pat on the back. Let them know they're doing a great job and that you appreciate the fact that they're doing this for you, for your benefit, and for your family's benefit. You know, that rarely happens, and I just think this idea of having the officials' appreciation week, and again, it's going to happen this week in New Jersey, make it happen. Do it, do it in your state. Do it in Connecticut, New York, Pennsylvania, whatever. Make this happen. It's just a nice way to send the right message to the various people who are working your kids' games as officials. I mean, again, if we all are concerned, and again, I've heard this every year for more than 20 years now, about how the number of officials and refs, the numbers are going down, here's a way to turn that around and let them know just how much they're appreciated. Let's continue with our calls. Let's go to Louie over at Lindbrook. Louie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm good, Louie. Uh, you? I just wanted a great topic, by the way. I just wanted to uh, add something that... Um, uh, I've been coaching soccer lacrosse for a long time, for over 30 years on the college level. Mm-hmm. And I've seen uh, a game where uh, he actually was a friend of mine uh, that uh, he was badgering the official. He was a coach on the team, uh, not on my team, uh, against us. Yep. And I had told him, back off on the officials. You don't know what they're going to do. Well, little, little would anybody know, but in the, <laughs> in the fan base there, there was a sergeant of the police department. He filed a report and had him arrested for harassment. Yes. So you, you never know who's watching. So you should always be on your best behavior, especially uh, if the kids watch you, they're going to they're gonna follow you. If, you. if you go against the ref, the kids are going to go against the ref. If you're with the ref, the kids are going to follow you, your path. So it's more important to really set the path for your kids and, and be a good guy. Because you know what? There aren't many officials left. They don't even want to do these games anymore. There'll be a time where we won't have officials anymore to do these games. So that's right. That's, that's the point I wanted to make. Well, Louis, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. First of all, yes, that is correct. Uh, you know, the parents today, this lack of civility, this sense of entitlement that I could go out there. And, Louis, thank you for the call. Uh, you know, the fact that, that, that they feel that, that somehow – Somehow they're either no more than the refs or they're there to keep the refs in check. No, the kids themselves. Let's talk about the kids for a second. The kids get it. The kids understand that in the course of any game, any athletic competition, there are going to be good calls and bad calls. But there is no replay uh, at the youth level, uh, at the high school or travel, whatever. So what happens is the kids are coached very, very uh, ambitiously to say, look, if a bad call happens, 
You just move on. You play on. Bad calls are part of the fabric of any youth sports game. You have to accept it. That's the way it's been for, you know, hundreds of years. And quite frankly, uh, this is how it is. Uh, You know, you're going to have to understand that the kids get this. You may not like it because, as I said early on, you're the parent. You obviously want to see your child do well. You want to make sure, if you can, that, that the child has a great game, maybe progresses in their career. But the reality is... Calls go either way. And and if you're at thing thinking, oh, my gosh, this ref is just out to get my kid or is against us today and I'll straighten him or her out by being loud and obnoxious and getting in their face, first of all, A, it's unsportsmanlike. B, it's just obnoxious behavior, which, quite frankly, is going to ostracize you from the rest of the people at the game and your kid. Uh, and, and three, you know, it has no impact. If anything, it has a negative impact. Because the refs going to say, "Who's the loudmouth over there?" And the refs do are empowered these days uh, by zero tolerance policies to stop the game and ask you to leave. And we just heard sometimes there are people in the stands who are watching the game who are with the local uh, police, and they can put in a, a case to have you, you know, brought for charges for being, you know, out of control and obnoxious at a kid's game. So only bad things happen, and the worst thing is the refs and officials just sort of say, well, that's it. Simple as that. All right, let me take another pause. Uh, when I return, I do want to talk more about this topic. I'll share some insights as well with you about uh, one community and what one umpire in particular is doing to sort of change all of this. one 337 6666 Welcome back to the... Second half hour of the Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Uh, and before I forget, make sure you check out my website at AskCoachWolf.com. And, and don't forget, you can go to YouTube and check out Ask Coach Wolf for quick and insightful sports parenting tips. And, uh, of course, uh, subscribe if you like. It's all free. Just let me know how you think it's going. Again, go to YouTube and check out Ask Coach Wolf. We're talking about uh, the declining numbers of officials and referees and umpires at our kids' games and what can be done to stop that. And we're talking about basically having some positive outreach to, to refs and officials, let them know how much we appreciate their efforts. I think that's a splendid idea. This coming week is Officials Appreciation Week in New Jersey. Um, yeah, let me tell you a quick story before I get back to the calls. I, re- I recall reading in a terrific article a few months ago about an umpire named Sean Karens. Uh, and Sean works with youth baseball games uh, in Newtown, Connecticut. And like most umpires, he works the games uh, as a way to give back to the kids. And especially with the younger leagues, uh, when, when he's working a game, if Sean feels a youngster could use some extra coaching during the game, well, he's known to do that. He'll talk with a kid, perhaps give him some encouraging words of encouragement, maybe even give him a batting tip. Again, he's the umpire. Umpire is giving out praise to little kids. I think that's just wonderful. And if Sean ever senses that the fans in the stands are getting a little riled up or unruly, well, he's been known to go over between innings and actually sit and chat with the moms and dads in the stands, even discuss the game. That To me, that's great stuff. Umpires who go out of the way to interact with the parents during the games and who are there to offer some kind words of encouragement to the kids who are playing the sport of baseball, which, as we all know, is a very, very difficult sport. I think that's the way it should be. I think we want umpires to to reach out to our kids, to be uh, personable, and to talk to the moms and dads during the games to sort of break through the ice and get rid of any tension that may exist. And I, My thanks to Andy Hutchison of the Newtown Bee 
for bringing all this to my attention. And, Sean, I think as an umpire, you are to be saluted. All right, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to uh, out to Belmore, and Jack is uh, standing by. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, hi, Mr. Wolf. How you doing? You have a great show. Thank you, Jack. But this problem with adults has been going on for so many years. It, I mean, I'm almost 70, and it happened to my father when I was playing. He was umpiring a, a Little League game of mine. Uh-huh. And then years later, my oldest son, or my youngest son, is uh, almost 40. And we had, and when he was playing Little League, it was a particular parent who not only berated the refs and the umpires at the games, but constantly screamed at his son, who was an excellent player, but he was constantly yelling and screaming at him and the umpires. And one game we were playing during the summer in a travel league, and our team was getting beat. The other team was just that good. Uh, after the game, this particular parent went after the umpire in the parking lot with a tire iron. Oh, my goodness. And a couple of parents, myself included, we had to physically restrain him. But my point is, though, that how this affects the children, the boys and girls who are playing the game when their parents, either their father or I've seen mothers also, uh, yell and scream at the umpires like this and make a big scene. Yep. It's going to have lasting effects on, on the children themselves and the team itself, and the whole league for whatever talent they're playing. What do you think about that? Well, Jack, there's no question that uh, the kids, uh, they're all very aware, all very observant of this kind of uh, obnoxious behavior, and it does unfortunately have a major impact on them. Uh, And this is why uh, in so many states and so many communities, uh, there are rules on the books uh, that protect the umpires and officials if, if they are attacked uh, or assaulted uh, you know, by a, a parent. Uh, the, the parent can and should be arrested. Now, again, it also has a very, very difficult and negative impact upon any youngster, but at least the word is getting out that, no, officials, umpires, referees are to be held in a, in a sense of high respect. And moms and dads, you just can't you just can't do that stuff. And, and you Absolutely. know, as you said, Jack, right from the get-go, this has been going on for years, for decades. The time has come to finally bring this all back and set, the, set everything again on a much more equal basis. We have to understand the refs and officials, if they're not there at the games because they don't want to be abused physically or, or by verbally, then the games aren't going to happen. There's just there's exactly. be no venue for these kids. Jack, thank you for the call this morning. And, and Jack is absolutely correct. We gotta make sure that we get our priorities in order when it comes to our kids. And you never want to expose your kids to that kind of horrible behavior from some parent who doesn't get it, doesn't understand it. Again, if the numbers decline, we know they've been doing this for years. We gotta stop this and reverse momentum. Simple as that. Let's go up to a Wallingford, Connecticut. Ernie, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning. How you doing? Yes, Ernie. I've um, coached. On uh, as an assistant on the collegiate level. Yep. I've assisted with high school. I've coached youth um, in all different kinds of sports. Um, I've heard what you said this morning, and a lot of it is very valid. But um, you also have to look at there's good and bad. And kudos goes out to Sean, the type of um, umpire. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed that with several, several different um, umpires, referees on all types of levels. Mm-hmm. Too bad there isn't more like him. Correct. Unfortunately, um, 
officials have and umpires, whatever, sometimes they get a complex of superiority and they can't handle, the Eagles can't handle the responsibility that's placed in their hands. I've seen where they've decided among themselves to try to control the outcome of the game when they maybe think uh, one team is better than another team. And unfortunately, parents, like you said, they're disillusioned about where their kids are going to um, end up, and they don't have their children's best interest at heart. I would think that nowadays, first of all, there's always going to be officials because there are people that love the game too much and for the right reasons that are going to be out there. They do get paid. That's one thing. Um, whether they get paid enough, I have no um, skin in the game on that. Yeah, I don't. Look, they get paid maybe 100 bucks or so for a high school game, maybe a little more. But, but Ernie, your, your, your point about the fact that you're saying that some of the refs basically don't don't do uh, the right thing or have too much of an ego. I mean, that's, I mean, I've heard that complaint before, and I'm sure because of your years of experience, you've seen that. I'd like to think that's become less and less of a factor because if nothing else, the officials are more than ever under the microscope. And, and they know that, uh, and look, let's face it, these guys who do this kind of work, uh, and Ernie, thank you for your thoughts, you know, they, they know that, that uh, they're being watched and observed, but... I would like to think that uh, I take take the high road. These people are doing this on their own. They're not making much money to do it. They're taking uh, you know their their time, their reputation to do this. Uh, yeah, sir. Certainly, some of these guys make bad calls. But as I said before, bad calls sometimes are part of the game. It's as simple as that. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, our friend Jack Smithlin. Uh, Jack, good morning. Here on the fan. How, how are you, Rick? Good, Jack. Um, how are you? Doing great. My grandson's sitting right next to me here. Great. Um, <laughs> um, listen, a couple of callers hit on it. And, you know, one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest problems is that at the youth level, the lower levels, you know, at the high school and college level, it's different. But at the youth levels, we're, we're, we're too into winning. And, you know, as much as I coached for many years, you know, I was always a, a, a coach that loved, actually hated losing more than I loved winning. But, you know, I've learned my lesson, and I've learned the, to understand that the arguing does absolutely nothing. In fact, it never is positive. I mean, it can always be negative, like you said before, you know, and the things that happen. But if you think about most of the problems that we have in youth sports and high school sports, and even at the college level, always comes back to the parents. Yes, And the parents, you know, there are so many parents out there that have this one golden rule that, you know, when my son or daughter is involved, there are no rules. You can't tell me what to say. You don't, can't, can't, can't tell me how to treat my child. But they don't understand, like a couple of your callers said, it affects your child. It affects your child in a, in a more negative way than it would ever be positive. So, you know, as a, as a coach of many years and, and back in coaching now at the college level, you got to actually pick your battles because, like you said before, you know, and, I, and I've said this to you in, in the past, umpires are human, you know. Think about how many days have you gone without making a mistake, and umpires <laughs> make mistakes too. So unless we don't want to get to where the Atlantic League in baseball got to this year using robots as umpires, 
you know what? We got to calm down. We got to chill out a little bit and understand that you know, not every there there are no scholarships being given out today at the youth level. You know, and the umpires are human, so you got to understand that. Calm down. Watch your kid play. You know, praise the umpires because you know what? After I left coaching and and just got back into it, like I said, so many of my friends said, you know what? Why don't you become an umpire? And I said, I would never, ever put myself in that position, especially with the way parents are today. So, you know, Rick, great topic, super topic. And you know what? Like I said, it all stems back to the parents. Well, the parents are the ones who cause most of the problem. Jack, I, I, I agree with you. And, uh, yeah, take care of little Luke for us, if you would. Okay. I will. <laughs> Thanks, well. Jack. Thanks for the call. And I agree with Jack Smithlin. Because so much of the issues today when it comes to, to kids and issues in sports has to do with sports parents. And as Jack said, it, it's, it's something we all agree that we want things to be done on a very sort of uh, equal basis, very democratic, meritocracy kind of situation. Except that it's our kid. Our kid, we want to get the special treatment. And that means an umpire, a ref, or an official makes a call that goes against their best interest for my kid. I'm going to say something. Can't do it that way. It's all about basically letting our kids play and, and do the right thing and let them enjoying the sport. And remember, the kids understand, they get this, that there are some good calls and some bad calls, but they get that and they play on. Parents, you got to think it chill. All right, let me take a pause. I'll return with some more comments. Stay with me. And back here on the Sports Edge, let's get right back to our calls, talking about the, the care and maintenance of, of, of officials at our youth and high school and amateur sports. Let's go over to Sayreville. Hey, Vinny, good, uh, good morning. You're up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing this good, morning? Good, Vinny. How are you? I'm great. Um, I, uh, I wanted to comment. I'm a, I've been a sports official since the age of 13, believe it or not. I started umpiring <laughs> Little League Baseball right out. Um, I just found that I, something that I, I thought I'd be good at, so yep. I gave it a whirl. Yep. My first game ever, I was berated by a parent. Obviously, I didn't know what I was doing yet. But uh, I got I got berated and almost made me bail on something that I have found to be one of the best vocations I've ever taken up in my life. Um, you know, our parents today, they're as as many callers have said, if you've commented, um, they don't really get it. They don't understand that we're out there to help them. I, I can't even tell you how many times, even at the high school level, that I've I've stopped something. You know, I've had to make a call on a kid, and I I go over and explain to them what I saw, what I did. You know why I did it. Yes. I think, you know, as a teacher as well, I think that's part of the game. We're there to to be stewards of the game, no matter what it may be. Yeah. Uh, and I I find that a lot of 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 my brethren and sisters in the in the profession do that. Um, and as the comment is that the, the fact that the NJSIAA has to to make a day for to to uh, tell the officials, hey, great job. It's something that that I feel should be just part of the game without having to even say anything about it. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, we don't see that as much anymore. You know, so I applaud the state for doing that. And it's going to make me feel nice. I hope that one day this week I'll be out on the field many times. Well, but, uh, Vinny, the thing is that, and I think a lot of times the parents don't understand this, that the, the players, uh, I know when I played myself, the, the officials, the umpires, referees, 
these were not members of the evil empire. These were people I always felt were good people there to help me. As you said, you know, a, a, a ref or umpire would say, let me explain to you why I made that call or, or whatever. There was a, you know, there was a gentle sort of casual conversation that takes place between the players and the refs working the game, which I don't think the parents are aware of. This is, that's a very, very valid comment, very true. Um, a lot of times in, in, in my contests, uh, no matter what level it is, it could be from, from, you know, helmets with feet, you know, second graders all the way up through high school. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you, uh, when you hear a parent making those comments, you know, you can turn to one of my, my partners saying they, they don't get it. They just don't get it. Yeah. Make that comment far too many times in, in, in my career. That's, that's been in a greater portion of my life. Um, I, I, I still enjoy it to this day. Many of us are, are, are in it for the right reason, as, as we were commenting on. Um, you know, our numbers are way down. I'm actually, we're actively recruiting people to, to step up into the ranks for, you know, our number, we're in, a, in maybe five to ten years, our numbers are going to be so devastated that, you know, some of these contests might have to be rescheduled. We might have to. We might have to, to make alterations to schedules for leagues or, or not service leagues for yeah, being I, able to, to be out there. It's, a, that's, it's that's, a problem. It is a problem, and that's what we're obviously trying to avoid. And I don't think the parents get this yet, that if there aren't enough officials who are available, well, it's going to have a direct impact on your kids' games. The games will be postponed or canceled or doubled up because there just aren't enough officials to go around. And quite frankly, as you said, Vinny, it, it's, it's a calling and it's something uh, referees and officials, they do reserve, deserve the respect uh, that they get for, for doing the job. And, and as I said, it, it's, um, it's something that I think it all, is, as Jack Smith and pointed out, it all comes back to the parents. It, it, you don't, you, 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 just as a sports parent, we know you obviously want to see your kid go out and do well, but you don't have the right to abuse uh, the referees or umps work in the game. It's just that's not the way it goes. It's as simple as that. And and Vinny, I, I salute you for your work. And uh, thank yeah, you, Rick. thank you for doing this. And I hope that big uh, shout out to all the officials out there. Yeah, for doing what you do. Keep it up, guys. The ladies <laughs> doing a great job. Absolutely. Hey, Vinny. Thanks again. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate your time. You bet. And and again, I just wrap this up. Again, civility, moms and dads. Keep that in mind all the time. And honestly. In New Jersey this week is Officials Appreciation Week. Moms and dads, take a moment, make yourself feel good, and make the refs feel good as well. Go up to them after a game and just thank them for their efforts on behalf of your child and for you as well. It's the way it should be done. It's as simple as that. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Antonio Grill. Please stick around for JJ, the morning line. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.